Welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organised when planning the wedding of your dreams. I'm your host, Yvette Sitters. Hello and welcome back to the Manage My Wedding podcast, episode 25. Before I get stuck into today's episode, which is all about how to plan your wedding day timeline, I want to make mention of the big day section of the Manage My Wedding app. The big day pages of our app actually break down the timings for you with templates provided for the day prior to the wedding and the day of the wedding also. The templates can be amended to suit your day, but they're great guides to help you get started and they're available within the premium version of the app. You can download the app at managemywedding.com or go straight to the Apple App Store. For those listeners who don't have an iOS device but listen to our podcast, then please feel free to email us at ask at managemywedding.com so we can send you some templates to help you get organized. And we can also keep you in the loop for when the release of an app for your device becomes available. So where do you start with the planning of the timings for the day of your wedding. Oh, I love this part. Um, I'm one of those weird people that actually much prefers this type of detail than thinking about the (laughs) colours. And I think that's just the planner side of me. I just love organising the little details and forgetting about the fluff. So I want to say first, have a pen and paper in hand. And if you don't, pause right now and go and get it because I'm going to go through a lot of detail and there's a bit to get through and you won't remember it. So go and get a pen and some paper and take some notes or or type them. It's up to you. But I'm going to talk sit down receptions today. And then on next week's episode, I'm going to cover cocktail parties, but also the day of the wedding, like the lead up, the why you're getting ready for the wedding. So make sure you also come back next week and have a listen to that episode as well. But there's just too much to cover in one podcast episode. That's why I I need to split it up. And if you're not having a sit down reception, you still might want to listen to today because I still might give you some tips that you, you can also use. I do also realize that I might actually talk about elements that you're not having at your wedding. So I might talk about something like um, cutting of the cake and you might be like, well, I'm not having a cake. Uh, I'm not going to have speeches. Only the groom's going to speak. That's fine. Um, You can just gain that time back into into your planning of your timeline and you can just skip past that bit when I'm talking about it, but I do need to cover all the elements so that I have covered everyone. And firstly, you need to know what times are in your contract from your venues. So you may have a set ceremony timing that you have to stick to that has been booked or your reception venue may have given you in your contract exactly only five hours and you have to be out by 10 p.m. So it's very important before you consider any timings that you know what is in the contracts and if there isn't anything, 
go back and speak to your venues and ask them, are there any policies they didn't make you aware of so that you can, can plan, plan around those or talk through it with them. You should then also speak with your photographer or check what you have in your contract with them. But it's really, really important that you involve the photographer in your timeline because they know the best times for the photos. They know when the sun goes down. And also you may have booked them for only certain times and they might have something else booked on for later in the evening or earlier in the day. So you've really got to talk through, through it with them and the details as well. Now. It's really important to have a mix of being very organized and on time, but also a relaxed feeling throughout the day. And that's also why your MC is very important because they're going to help you stay on track for the day. And they're also going to create that atmosphere that you need. And then you, I always suggest when you're looking at the timings, start with working backwards so from the time your wedding has to finish or if you don't have an exact set time that it has to finish but the venue closes at 11 p.m you've got to work back from that time or if you're like oh my god i'm not a night owl i want to be gone by 10 you've got to work back from that so we're going to work backwards first and it might not, might sound strange now, but you, you'll understand it. And then at the end, I'm going to flip it around and explain to you it in order, the correct way, because then you'll be able to understand why I started backwards. So always, I always say you need two hours for dancing. This is a must. And I, I believe that's a minimum. And you've also got to remember during that time that if you are doing garter and bouquet throwing then you've got to include that as well so two hours for dancing is a minimum that is when all the fun happens and it's when you've let your hair down and all the formalities are over so always give a minimum of two hours now most venues they give you a five-hour package these days so you get a five-hour package if that is the case for your venue You've now, after you've done all the dancing, you only have three hours left to eat, do the speeches, cut the cake, do all your formalities. So let's take a look at those three hours before the dancing um, kicks off. One, we say the, the guests are asked to take their seat, seats, which takes about oh, 15 minutes. You then need about 15 minutes to introduce the wedding party and for the MC to give some housekeeping rules and to tell everyone to have a great night. Then the entrees come out. I always suggest this happens first as people are absolutely starving by this point. They've already had a couple of drinks at the pre-reception. They haven't eaten too much all day and they might have only had two tiny canapes at the pre-reception and some people are so busy mingling that they don't even eat anything. So they are starving. So I always say, get some food into their bellies. It takes about 30 minutes for guests to be served on trays and then to have their plates taken away. So now you can see you've already used up an, an hour of that three hours that you had left apart uh, taking away that two hours of dancing. So what comes next is often a good discussion to have with your venue. I personally like speeches to split up the entree and main, but often the venues 
like to have the maintenance out next because some chefs don't like to worry about the speeches going over and the food being overcooked or cold. So talk to your venue. But if you want to have speeches next, and as I prefer, (laughs) then you need to tell everyone who is doing a speech that they only have five minutes. And you've got to be strict on that because I always say, maximum, very maximum of 30 minutes for speeches. You do not want any longer because guests, they get bored and uh, it's just too long to expect people to sit there and listen. But if you know your guests and you know that someone is likely to take up a lot more than their allocated, allocated time, no matter how much you try and tell them that they've only got five minutes, then you need to do your mains before your speeches. So I really want to kind of leave that one with you to make a decision about and to speak to your venue. So then after that, when you do do the mains, it takes about 45 minutes to serve and clear mains. So my preference is to not have guests eating during speeches because cutlery can be very noisy and people can can quite often have a conversation about the food. Um, but if you want more dancing time and your venue is really strict on the timings, you could serve the mains and then start speeches or tell your venue that if speeches go over, that they can bring the food out anyway. That Yes, that can be a bit noisy, but if that's going to help you gain some dancing time, then sometimes you need to do that. So now we've used up two hours and 15 minutes. You then have to also add about 15 minutes for cake cutting, which can then take place either at the end of the speeches or just before your first dance. So if you're following me and you've been taking notes on this, you'll know that we've now used up four and a half hours and that's only leaving you 30 minutes for pre-reception drinks. And that then takes you to the five hour package that the venue's given you. So you can see how quick the day goes. It absolutely flies by. It's, it's crazy. That will give you an understanding of why people say to you that the day goes so quickly. So now you can see there's no spare time for anything to run late for you. There's no time for you to have table photos if that's something you want to do. And there's no time for you to go and walk around the room and chat and mingle. I've all have time to go to the bathroom and refresh. So that's why I sometimes say if you can talk to the venue and get a little bit more time than just the five hours, it's really going to make a big difference. And I know sometimes that can cost you, but try and squeeze that in the budget if you can. But if you're strict on time and you can't flex on the five hours, then stick to what I've said, get all the formalities over with at the start really quickly, and then spend your time mingling and moving around the guests while there's dancing and while they're finishing up their meals, because you usually finish up your meal first as you're served first, because you're the wedding couple and you're the most important people. So you're served first. You Sometimes you're not even hungry, even though you should try and enjoy the food. Quite often you're not hungry. So you might just have a quick nibble. Then you can get up and then you can mingle while they're finishing their food. So I just want to give a bit of a recap on what I've just said. And I'm going to kind of now go in order because I know that that could have been a little bit overwhelming for you, especially if you weren't taking notes as I suggested. But I'm going to now just pretend that your wedding is starting at five o'clock 
because that's going to help you follow me. You can write these down or you can look in the app if you're using the app because it's in there as well. But you can write these down um, and follow me and work out why I've just kind of gone backwards before. So 5 p.m., we've got pre-reception drinks. I'll work off half an hour here, but that's a bare minimum. But let's just say you've only got the half an hour. In that half an hour, you're with your bridal party and you're having drinks and you're freshing and, and you're with the bridal party or you could choose to be mingling with the guests. That's five o'clock, pre-reception drinks. At 5.30, guests are asked to take their seats. That takes 15 minutes. At 5.45 p.m., the bridal party is introduced into the room and the MC does his introduction or her introduction for the night. That's another 15 minutes. Now we're at 6 p.m. The entrees are served. Takes about half an hour, which then takes us to 6.30, which we then have speeches, half an hour maximum, with cake cutting at the end, which I would allow about 15 minutes for by the time you get up. Have some photos, everyone cheers and makes you kiss. The venue can then take the, the cake away and get it cut while you're eating your mains. Um, so that then takes you to 7.15 p.m., which is then the mains. 45 minutes, as I said earlier, for the mains, then takes you to 8 p.m. for dancing. And then there's two hours left, which takes you to 10 p.m. And in that two hours of dancing, you've got the garter and bouquet throw possibly, and you're going to also say your goodbyes. 10 o'clock, the music stops. So from that, you can see that that is the five hours all squeezed in together. Now I want to give you some tips that are going to help you and, and help try and get through that time frame that you've got. Tip one is to sit and eat when told. If your venue comes to you and says, it's time to serve your meal, you need to sit down and you need to try and do that pretty quickly because they will not often serve the other guests until you have been served. Or if they do serve everyone and your meal's already sitting there, sometimes some guests won't eat until you are sitting down and eating because they think that's being polite, which it definitely is, but you're losing time. So sit down to eat when you're told. Tip two, have a bridesmaid organised who can come and collect you from chatty guests. That's really, really important. <laughs> because some guests they're so excited and they just really want to talk to you about your day and know all the details but you just need to be able to move on because there's a lot of people that want to talk to you and the venue might need you so they can move on to what's coming next tip three tell the venue you don't mind them interrupting you so tell them before the day tell them if you need me to do something just come and get me because that'll help speed things up tip four Talk with your coordinator all night long. So sometimes the coordinator might need you for to approve something, like your bar tab's gone over or you're running late. Can they serve the mains before there's the speeches just because things have changed a little bit? If you can see your coordinator is hovering around you, you really need to stop who you're talking to and speak to them so that the night can keep continuing. And then... Tip five is have a six to six and a half hour reception. 
that is going to change everything and make it so much more relaxed. And I think that's my biggest tip. And you can see after I've just talked through all those timings, why it's really important to try and get that extra hour, extra hour and a half. I'm not trying to scare you about how quick it goes, but there's so much to cover and you have times you have to stick to, or it can just cost you lots of money as well. In my podcast, actually, it would think it was episode four, how to ensure your wedding day is the best day of your life. I talk about how quickly the day actually goes and how to get the most out of the hours. And I give lots of tips to help you and your partner feel like the day didn't fly by. So try and list, go back to that episode four podcast and have a listen because that will also help what I've talked about today. And I hope this has helped you. Uh, it might be feeling really overwhelming now, but have a listen to this again uh, and just pause as you go, as you're taking notes and slowly unpack it and break it down. And if you have our app, use that to help you also. And if you have loved this podcast and would like to hear more from the Manage My Wedding podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode and you can listen to next week's episode, which will help you plan the timings during the day and for when you're getting ready. But until next time, enjoy being engaged and staying organized and stress-free while planning the wedding of your dreams. Mm-hmm.